just spit on this and give it a rub. Ladies and gentlemen, to those among you who are easily frightened, we suggest you turn away now. To those of you who think they can take it, we say, welcome to the madhouse. Welcome to the Madhouse, the number one podcast for horror reviews, bullshit and booze. My name is Joey, and how could I ever make sense of Cedric Diggory and the Green Goblin's dysfunctional lighthouse family without my fellow crewmate? He's the man with a perpetual sticky wiki. It's Jimmy Faulkner! Hey, are I, 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 sir. It's not pirates, is it? <laughs> it might as well I, be sir. when I do the accent, yeah. <laughs> how you doing? I'm all right. Are you all right? I'm all right, thank you. You're ill again. Again, yes. Yeah, uh, twice a year. <laughs> it's literally now. been days, hasn't it? It's uh, well, it was December, and it's uh, right mid-May now. It's been oh. a while, and it's not COVID this time. Ah, it's just the lurgy. It be scurvy, right. maybe. Oh dear! I've been stuck on this island without any uh, vitamin C for a long time, getting scurvy. That'll do it. Wanking into your own bloody water supply. Yeah, if only there was somewhere else to go. <laughs> right, let's get straight into drinks. What are you drinking? Well, I've not had time to go to the shop and get anything interesting, so I'm just back on the normal shitty cider from that you get from your general uh, German-based supermarket. Well, I was relying on you because I, I didn't feel like going to the shop, so I just got a can of Thatcher, so that's boring. But oh, we flopped it. I put it up with a little cocktail umbrella for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, How have you stuck that on? I couldn't tape? stick it in the can because obviously I have to drink from that tiny hole. So I'm yeah. using an elastic band and it's just on sideways. Okay, but but, well done. I actually because what it looks like is that you've pierced the can with the with the umbrella. See that works well, doesn't it? If you have a look. I think I could catch on. I mean, it on. looks classy. I think it could catch on. It's it's done my can of a treat. Yeah, that work. That'll work. I feel like I should get just sit under an umbrella, but I think that's bad luck, isn't it? Like yeah. killing a seagull. That is bad luck. Yes, opening an umbrella as well. So probably shouldn't do that. Well, I've opened this umbrella inside, but I don't think it it counts. Nah, it's just bad luck for midgets. Yeah. Right, so the lighthouse, Jimmy. Twenty nineteen. A problem I have straight away with this film. Okay. Is that the big question is never answered. Yes. It's not even approached. And that yep. question is exactly how light is this house? Because it looked fucking heavy to me. <laughs> That's and terrible. No one even tried to pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, it's a new low. <laughs> when someone says, we hit it. Watch the lighthouse. At least some stuff open for your own interpretation. Didn't think it would be that bad. Oh, we have finally hit rock bottom. <laughs> <laughs> that one's done it. That's because no one turned the lighthouse on, so I went straight into it. Straight into rock bottom. 
directed by Robert Eggers, or Old Eggers, as I'm sure his mates call him. Written by Robert Eggers and uh, Max Eggers. Or the Bad Eggs, as I'm sure their mates call them. <laughs> yeah, very good. Takes place in 1890s, this film, Jimmy, 30 years after The Curse of Frankenstein was set. 30 years after? Yep. Oh, okay. Interesting. So, uh, Wake was a man in his 30s when Frankenstein oh, was Oh, I, sir. I. So did you like it? <clears throat> did I like it? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Good. Kind of. I did kind of like it. Okay. I think it's very clever. Yeah. And it visually exciting. Yeah. Um uh it's difficult. Like, yeah. I oh it's difficult to get my words out. Maybe you should get into it and see see what explodes from uh us. <laughs> Smooth. <laughs> Uh, but before we do that, can we just pause recording for a second? Because I just need to sort out one little gremlin. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. We'll come okay, back we'll with a paranormal back. graph. Yes. Okay. Right. Sorry about that. Just trying to fix a, a problem that that broke. She broke my cable. So it's all sorted now. Right. Kick it! I'll kick it off, shall I? I think you better. I think I better. In 1890s New England, Ephraim Winslow serves a contract job as a lighthousekeeper for a month on a small, isolated island under the supervision of the island's longtime keeper, Thomas Wake. In his quarters, Winslow discovers a small carving of a mermaid and keeps it in his jacket. Wake immediately proves to be very demanding, assigning Winslow increasingly taxing jobs such as emptying the chamber pots, painting the lighthouse and carrying kerosene containers up the stairs while forbidding him access to the lantern room. It's closed and I can't open it. Hang on. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we're fucking cooking here. Yeah, here we go. Winslow observes that every evening... Wake secretly ascends the lighthouse and strips before the light. During his stay on the island, Winslow begins to hallucinate sea monsters and logs floating in the sea and masturbates to the mermaid on the carving. He also continues to observe Wake's strange ritual and is bothered by a one-eyed gull that Wake tells him not to kill, as he believes that gulls are reincarnated sailors and killing one would bring bad luck. The day before his scheduled departure, Winslow discovers a dead gull inside the cistern, bloodying its water. Winslow is attacked by the one-eyed gull and he brutally kills it in a fit of rage. After this, the wind drastically changes direction and a violent storm hits the island. Winslow and Wake spend the night getting drunk and the storm rages through the next morning, preventing the ferry meant to pick up Winslow from arriving. As Winslow empties the chamber pots, he notices a body washed up on the shore and discovers that it is a mermaid, which awakens and howls at him. He flees back to the cottage where Wake informs him that the storm has spoiled their rations and that new ones will not arrive for weeks. The pair unearth a crate at the lighthouse's base that supposedly contains reserve rations but contains only bottles of gin. That's the, that's the only rations I want, anyway. Yeah. 
In the next few days, as the storm continues, Winslow and Wake drink most of the gin, alternating between moments of intimacy and hostility. One night, Winslow tries unsuccessfully to steal the lantern room keys from Wake as he sleeps and contemplates stabbing him. He later enters, he later encounters, he doesn't enter the lobster pot because that would be a little bit weird, but he later encounters the lobster trap <laughs> containing the one eyed head of Wake's previous wiki winslow confesses to wake that his real name is thomas howard and that he assumed the identity of the real ephraim winslow his foreman who died in an accident howard purposefully neglected to stop wake chases howard down accusing him of spilling his beans before destroying their only rowboat with an axe once incapacitated however wake claims that it was howard who chased him and destroyed the boat with no alcohol left, the two begin drinking a concoction of turpentine and honey. While the storm worsens and starts flooding the cottage, the next morning Howard finds Wake's soiled logbook in which Wake has criticised him as drunk and incompetent and recommended that he should be sacked without pay. The two men argue and Howard attacks Wake while hallucinating the mermaid, the real Winslow, and Wake as an ancient Greek-like figure. Howard beats Wake into submission and takes him to the hole at the base of the lighthouse to bury him alive. Wake curses Howard as he is buried, wishing him a Promethean fate. Howard takes the keys to the lantern room, but Wake frees himself and strikes Howard with the axe. Howard disarms Wake and kills him before ascending the lighthouse. In the lantern room, the lens opens to Howard, who reaches in and laughs before violently screaming in distortion, then slipping or falling down the lighthouse steps. Sometime later, a barely living Howard lies naked on the rocks with a damaged eye as a flock of gulls peck at his exposed bowels. Yummy. Done. So. Bit arty for us, this film. It is. You reckon? Yeah, I think we're going we're gonna to nail this, though. You've got no sound coming through. Jimmy. You've gone. Jimmy. 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 You've gone. Jimmy. You've gone. You've gone. Not for a willy to grow. Right, Jimmy, let's uh let's have a little talk about what the fuck just happened there. Uh got a bit lost there. Yeah, we lost. That was uh, as we just heard in that episode. Uh, that was mid-May <laughs> <laughs> when that went all weird. Yeah, uh, I I can fully say it was all booze-related. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's now early mid-October, <laughs> and we're going to finish this episode. Yes. I've actually had a couple of messages asking what the hell was going on with the Madhouse podcast because there's not been any episodes. I said, well, we've got the first 10 minutes of one down. <laughs> Smash that one. We smashed yeah. it. Yeah. So uh, we're going to uh, carry on now. It's been a lot. It's, it's been a long time. Been a while. Uh, I've actually got a list of things that's happened uh, in between when we started recording that episode and now when we're <laughs> going to finish it. This episode, sorry. So... Uh, Here's the list. Uh, we've had your stag do. Yeah, yeah. lads, lads, lads. Not one, but two weddings. 
Yes! I've Both had mine. a new tattoo. You've had another tattoo. The Queen has been yes. promoted. Prince Charles has therefore also been promoted. The Conservatives have got their Johnson out, and as far as I can tell, have installed the old spitting image puppet of Margaret Thatcher as the new Prime Minister. Between you and me, we've had 88 erections. I now have a downstairs toilet. I have a distinction with the OU, and uh, had a summer break. I've been on holiday, and you've been to the Caribbean on honeymoon. <laughs> yeah, boy! We need to talk about your downstairs toilet. But we'll do that after. <laughs> okay, uh, after what? <laughs> after you explain the 88 erections. Oh, uh, yeah, well, between me and you, we've uh, had 88 erections. Nat has looked in your erection journal for me, and uh, I've tallied up. Uh, <laughs> you've had 54, and I've only had 34. <laughs> yes! Uh, well, before you celebrate, uh, two of mine did last more than three weeks. <laughs> So, you've had more erections, but I have logged more erection time. <laughs> I'm slightly concerned how she found my journal, though. Uh, I'm surprised she she knew you had one. Uh, it's supposed to be a big secret that we, as men, keep erection journals that we fill in at the end of every day. Just tally over the well, I keep, well, I keep mine under the doormat, which is outside our flat, so... Oh, well, your doormat must be like a foot off the ground. <laughs> <laughs> That's how she found it. <laughs> Chipped up on the way out. <laughs> Got a face full of your erections. <laughs> All right, should we move on from the uh, uh, oh man, your stiff penises? So blue. <laughs> You're so blue. Right. Yeah. Uh, I think next on, we're not going to redo the first 10 minutes, and we're just going to carry on from where we were. And where we were was Frights and Delights. Yes! Right, it feels like we've been stuck for months in this isolated podcast. Now it's time, finally, for Frights and Delights! <laughs> nice. Right, well, Patterson and Defoe didn't really interact with each other except while filming. I think that's a fright. Okay, but yeah. Yeah, they, they shot their scenes and were apparently so exhausted from the energetic nature of act, of the acting and uh, being in shit conditions, basically, that they just rested in between. Patterson stayed with the rest of the crew in a hotel and Defoe stayed in a small cottage on his own because he's an old man. Yeah, I like Defoe's method, I think. I, th- I, I think I'd Defoe it. I would have the cottage, but I'd mostly party in the hotel and then leave to go to the cottage when I was done. Sleep on the bathroom floor. Yeah. Yep. Safest place yep. to be. Yep. So apparently they did like each other. Uh, there just uh, wasn't much time for socialising with each other. So there you go. Okay. It's fair. I and, suppose that's uh, fair. The bathroom floor is the best place to sleep after drinking. Fact, apparently. My fact. It's your fact. You've done it many, many times. <laughs> the filming <laughs> happened under some uh, crazy weather. Freezing, wet, wind, snow was all going off in Cape Fortune. There was no need for rain or wind machines because the, the weather was so bad. So when you see either of them out in the shit getting battered by the elements, it's real. Oh, nice. That's good. That's natch. They're really getting nobbled around. Nobbles? Nobbled. I nobbled. think that's a word. Nobbled around. Yep. Okay, is now. It is now. It's my second fact. Get nobbled. Sleep in the bathroom. <laughs> All the buildings we see that I assumed were external shots of old buildings were all sets. 
built specifically for the film. The 70-foot lighthouse was real. It was a skeletal structure covered in plywood and brick effect sheet. It was capable of dealing with Cape Fortune weather in Canada. Most of the internal shots were on a soundstage, but uh, a few were done within the build, built structures. The residents in Yarmouth, the town in Nova Scotia, where they put the lighthouse set, actually liked it so much they campaigned to keep it, but due to safety reasons, that had to be nobbled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they wouldn't let it because it was just wood, in it? Yeah, just wood. Going to rot. Going to fall over. Someone's going to die. But no one's going to go in climbing in it, though, surely. They just want it there so they can go look at it or make some cash go, this is where the lighthouse is filmed. Yeah. There it is over there. Yep. And they're from Yarmouth, so. No. It's in Canada, though. Not great Yarmouth. Right. In no, just obviously. Yarmouth. Standard Yarmouth. Standard old Yarmouth. Uh, Twelve seagulls were killed. <laughs> That's, not... I don't know why I'm laughing. That's, really, that's horrible if that's true. No, is this it's... Carnival Holocaust again? <laughs> no, it's not true. Uh, <laughs> the seagulls that were murdered uh, were just puppets that were replaced in post-production to look like they were real beforehand. Uh, the seagulls that were seen in standoffs with Winslow were all rescued trained seagulls. Who knew that was a thing, by the way? Just pick up a, a rescued... Who rescues seagulls? Anyway, like, do they need rescuing? From what? Uh, well, oils? killer whales. Oh, so you're just hanging about in the sea, waiting to see a seagull get attacked by something, so you can save it and train it. Yeah, net it, train it. What, Seals, so they're all captured, they trained seagulls. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they were shot in the UK, not with a gun, with a camera, and uh, where they live, and were inserted into the film in post edit as well. The seagulls in the sky were, in fact, the only ones that were not a lie. They were real, oh. and they would constantly steal food off the crew. Well, seagulls are bastards, anyway. These ones were, apparently, yeah. Well, they all are. They're all stealing food. Uh, yeah, they are bastards. I hate seagulls. Yeah. Greedy fucks. Too and many loud. Um, I'm I'm running away with all of these, by the way. Do you want to do you want to jump in with any, or are you waiting for me? No, to if finish? you've got some, I've got some. I've got a little something for you, but it can wait till the end. Ah, no, got I, want a little... the, I want the Jimmy bit. Wait till I've nobbled my load, and then uh, you can jump right. in. That's that's another one in the erection diary, then. <laughs> oh. <laughs> are you noting that one down now, or are you going to remember for later? <laughs> oh, I'll remember. <laughs> <laughs> the original, well, because it's in the wank bank now. <laughs> Certainly is locked away. <laughs> the original script had a shot of the lighthouse moving like an erect penis. Oh, there's one more for your diary. <laughs> <laughs> One of the stipulations that the production companies involved in the film had was that they would agree to Old Eggers shoot in a 35mm black and white if he removed references to and actual shots of erect penises and any male full frontal nudity at all to avoid an NC-17 rating. That is a fright. That is a fright, yeah. So you got rid of all the penises. There were originally penises in it. Uh, it's it sounds like there was full frontal male full frontal nudity. That's that's the exact wording. Right. And that the lighthouse at some point. What's, uh, what's my word? What did I say? Uh, Phallic. Move like an erect penis in in quotes. Where, how whether it looked floppy or not? I don't know. I don't know. We can only hope it was floppy and then got erect. <laughs> 
to uh, <laughs> as it went along. And uh, and for some reason they they didn't want to add that in. It clearly would have made the film loads better. Uh, maybe there's a director's cut or uncut <laughs> cut. Yeah, it's hoping. <laughs> right. <laughs> what uh, what have you got going on for me? Well, so I've got. I'm just going to tell you a little bit about the uh, what it's loosely based on, which is the Small's Lighthouse tragedy. Tragedy. Welsh. Excellent. Couple of Welsh. Yes, couple of Welsh boys, Thomas Griffith and Thomas Howell. They were stationed at Small's Lighthouse. The two men did not get on, and they had been thrust together twenty miles from pretty much bloody nowhere. When Griffith became unwell after a freak accident, Howell tried to get help, but help did not come. The pair's remote location, the battering storms, and the analog means of communication at the turn of the 19th century meant that Howell was his only hope. After weeks of suffering, Griffith died at Small's Lighthouse. Damn. Panicked. I know, damn indeed. Panicked. Howell. I mean, the accident. Mm, I think there must be something else there. Anyway. Yeah. Panicked, Howell was unsure of his next move. He was certain that he would be accused of murdering his colleague, who was in reality known to be a foe. If upon the arrival of other human beings at the post, there was only one man to be seen. Throwing the lifeless body of Griffith into the ocean below would incriminate him and paint a picture of a crime he did not commit. Instead, he kept the body in the lighthouse. At least that is until the stench of a decaying man began to drown his senses. Yeah. I mean, there's questions here that, that that are never getting answered. To be fair, oh well. So, oh wait, listen. What? <laughs> well, is that? Well, there we go. So he made a coffin, placed Griffith inside, and tied it to an exterior shelf. But the storms continued to batter the smalls at the rocks, at the lighthouse, and at the mind of Howell, now a lone ranger in the middle of nowhere. Nobody quite knows for sure how long Howell was alone with the corpse of his colleague, but it was thought to have been around about three weeks. However, many days and weeks it was, it was long enough for trauma to seep in. Trauma caused by the isolation that came with nothing but waves for company and by the haunting presence of a dead body just feet away. Uh, the, The lighthouse apparently was not... Well, the little room, they lived in a hut, actually, and it was five metres in diameter. So he was on a little shelf outside, so you couldn't really get away from him, this old boy. I'm just going to blast this bit out. Hal had been a joiner previously, and he'd made the coffin in which he put young Griffith. In That in itself must have taken a few days. Once he had finished it, he placed Griffith inside and put the coffin on a shelf outside, but the extreme weather conditions blew the coffin apart. There was not a lot of room in there, so Hal would not have been spared the sight of this, but the light still burned, and there have been a lot of descriptions of ships going past and seeing the lighthouse light still on, not realizing what had happened. The tragedy did not end with Griffith's death. Stories are told how one night the wind that blew apart the coffin that the recently deceased uh, man's arm to catching the wind in such a manner that it was visible to howl inside the hut, waving, waving uh, at him. It was. Like, can Hello. I ask you a question. Why wouldn't you put the body further away from you? Yeah, or in the ground, or just like bungee cord it the lid on. 
bungee rope the lid on. If it ever happens to me, just chuck me in the, in the sea. Okay, that's good. We've got that uh, a burial at sea. Yeah, if if we're ever alone on an island and I die, shut me in the sea. I don't want you looking at my rotting body anymore. You want to be looking at it. Uh, interesting, but okay. <laughs> uh, apparently, a lot of ship crews like were sailing past the lighthouse during the day uh, could see this arm draped from this wooden torn box waving, but they were they were kind of unable to make out what it was. Okay. And they and they kept seeing the lighthouse light going on, so it was like, oh, everything's fine, that's fine. And then after a few weeks of the storms, the weather improved, and a boat from somewhere was able to reach the smalls. Once there, they found Griffith, a dead man, and Howell, a broken man. The boat took Howell back to Pembrokeshire shore, but he was not the same person. They had left the coast just weeks earlier. He was grey. He was dishevelled. He was empty. Damn. And a murderer, I think. I think he I think he just got annoyed of him and murdered him. Yeah. Sounds like it went crazy. Bummed him to death. No, that's not a thing, is it? Dunno. Well, I dunno what happened. I dunno. I guess you go crazy on an island. The worst thing that can happen when you're on an island the lighthouse is a storm might happen and when the clouds arrive you freak out. You run out of booze head. and fags. Run out of booze and fags. That's yeah. what I'd hate. Don't know why. That's just going to happen, isn't it? People are going to get on each other's yeah. tits. Yeah. Run out of annoying. booze and fags, like you say. People are annoying. And it's cold. Guy it's wants cold. to play cards again. Fifth time oh, today. Oh. And it's those cards that have got the porno pictures on the back, so there's erections everywhere. No one could do nothing about it. And he's yeah. like, come on, just spit on this and give it a rub. Yeah, man, this just being a lighthouse is is so blue. Oh, I couldn't do it. <laughs> right, okay. that it for frights and delights. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <sighs> it's been a while. Sexy episode. <laughs> Pardon. <laughs> this is a sexy episode. Oh, well, I don't know, sexy, racy. A lot of penises. Yeah. Do you know what's next? I'm gonna say it. It's the Master of the Macabre. Oh, I was going to do a mosey on over. <laughs> oh, right. No. Yeah, waddle on over. Uh, well, no, mosey. Anyway. Mosey. <laughs> Whatever. Master of the Macabre. Welcome to the Master of the Macabre. We're going to find out who was so good the sun's going to shine and who was so terrible and the sky's going to take a shit on them. <laughs> gonna nobble them. Smash with the macabre. Yeah. Uh, Where well, have you learned this word, nobble? I just said it earlier, accidentally, and I'm I, in the last few minutes. I've decided I'm going to try and make it a thing. Yeah, could be your catchphrase, nobble. Yeah, you up for it? Yeah, I remember the ice lollies, nobbly bobbly. I do not remember them. Oh, you could make vodka lollies, and they'd make you nobbly wobbly. Certainly would. <laughs> Do you want your nobbly to be wobbly? <laughs> eh, depends what day of the week is. There's always a uh, a dirty tint on everything you do. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, dirty tint. I like that. <laughs> I have that. I'm taking that to my normal life. Yeah. <laughs> 
Right. <laughs> Who have you got as picks? I'm guessing there's probably two. I've got two. <laughs> oh, wow. What are the choices? choices I have got two. Yeah, I've got two. Um, I think in this, Defoe was amazing. He had some great monologue performances and he had some incredibly good acting, but Pattinson wanked off to a mermaid statue and the both of them are very much applauded here at the Madhouse Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> also, Defoe was very good at uh, pissing in a bucket near yeah. Patterson. Oh, I think yeah, he did yeah. a couple of times yeah. and uh, dropping his guts a few times. He yeah. liked to do a fart. He didn't get uh, urinal stage fright, did he? Just showing off the fact he didn't care. No, just going, um, just going for it. I thought it was funny because uh, Pattinson went to film with William Dafoe and ended up with a green goblin of his own. <laughs> <laughs> after, uh, after having it with that mermaid. <laughs> you would, though. You would. It was a hot mermaid figurine. As far as they go, that one was nice. If all you've got is phalluses around, then yeah, that's what you've got to go for. Yeah, well, I, I don't think it was that, exactly like this episode of the podcast. <laughs> well, just, <laughs> just phallus talk everywhere, but <laughs> to be fair, the tone of this podcast is taking after the tone of the Lighthouse film, so we're doing pretty well. It's, it's probably the most difficult master of the macabre choice I think we've had so far. Okay, let's like Patterson, Patterson, I think he did very well because he had a very unusual accent that he had to learn. Yeah, he did. Didn't very he? Obs- a very obscure, uh, I think, a, a main dialect that was, um, I don't think it's talked very much nowadays. Yeah, it was very like time period related, research based, finding out what the accent was at that time. That was pretty cool. I think that, yeah, that's very good. Um, and I think uh, Defoe's was more of a, I can't can't remember, I don't have the notes in front of me, but a more of a sea, sea wary man type. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Me and you would have He had an accent, but, yeah, exactly. But Pattinson's accent and diet dialect was very, a specific part of like Maine and it was uh, for that time in the 19th century. So that was very good. I thought he did very well doing that because he's a British man, isn't he? Yeah. Robert. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Bobby Pattinson. Oh, Bob. Yeah. Yeah. Bob did all right. Um, so if we kind of went with the assumption that they were both as good as each other on all other aspects, does Pattinson win it on accent? work no i don't know because there's a one of my favorite parts of the foe in it is where he's in the lighthouse bulb bit and he's naked yeah and he's just talking gibberish i thought that was really good yeah he's got the good monologues he's really good at those monologues he's very good at that uh don't let my lobster yeah, can't remember the line. Something about lobster. <laughs> it's been like four months since we watched this film. <laughs> Five and a Something half. about lobster. <laughs> um, I don't know. I I couldn't. Pick, I don't think I could pick between them because they both did a cracking job. You know what I'm impressed with? Go it on. has been five and a half months. 
and we're having a conversation about it and remembering. <laughs> yeah, we are remembering bits about it, which is quite you're good. You're saying something, and I'm like, yeah, I remember reading about that, and this, and then there was this, and you're like, yeah, there was this, and it's been a long, it's a long time. Yeah, and this is a booze-filled podcast, and there has been a lot of booze consumed. Yeah. In five and a half months. Oh, yeah. We had your stag do. That was nice. Exactly. There you go. A couple of weddings. Boom. I cleaned up at the casino, everybody. Nice. I yeah. Spaffed all that cash at your wedding on the bar. <laughs> <laughs> right. Master of Macabre goes to Joey. <laughs> <laughs> For spaffing his cash. (laughs) (laughs) That's a saying, right? (laughs) I don't Um, think so. No, I'm coming up with tons of new ones. (laughs) (laughs) Who are we going to give this award to, Jimmy? Got to go to someone. Flip a coin. Yeah, both of them, obviously. Okay, joint master of the macabre. You're going to send a medal. But the medal this time should be in the shape of a mermaid. Yeah, but it should be two, so Defoe can have a go on one. Okay, uh... Someone gets the fish tail end and someone gets the other end. And yeah. they're both covered, covered in Pattinson semen. Yep. <laughs> See you through all that. All right, Lovely. let's slowly mosey on away from that comment. <laughs> and uh, go to the Madhouse rating system. Yeah, boy! The Madhouse rating. Right, let's go for the Madhouse Rating System. First up, we got tension and suspense. Or should I say sexual tension and suspense? <laughs> yes, you should. Uh, because I'm feeling that as well. <laughs> but we should probably talk <laughs> about the film. Yeah, it's <laughs> hot in here. Thank God we have not got the radiators on. No, well, it's been five and a half months, man. It's been building up. <laughs> Uh, yeah lots of sexual tension in this film anger tension chasing tension (laughs) lots of suspense um i don't know can you imagine how you'd feel if you were put out in the shit end of nowhere with just one person at the lighthouse ocean drive ocean rock the ocean canada (laughs) yeah i'm just trying to think how long were they there was it ever mentioned how long they were actually on that lighthouse well now you're challenging the memory thing we just bigged ourselves up for but it was months and before was it a six month stay before they were meant to be picked up or something or a three month and then they were it was three up. months i think it's three months and then they're supposed to be picked up i could be wrong with that but, but they I weren't think it was three and it was like another yeah. three months and they were running out of food and booze and mermaid pornography Yes, but they were drinking. So this was my my kind of thinking that they were drinking his stash that they that was buried outside the lighthouse. But then they yeah. started brewing their own from paraffin and honey. Yeah. yeah. So that's got to make you go a little bit crazy for a kickoff. You're drinking paraffin. Yeah. So that's what I think is kind of one of the main reasons why they started going crazy. Obviously, the isolation, maybe. But I, I think I'd love to live in a fucking lighthouse on my own. Yeah, I do as well. Oh, on your own? Wow, okay. I'm With my you. wife. All right, <laughs> maybe. No, uh, yeah, I think it'd be pretty good. I wouldn't want it forever, and I want to go away once a year. 
but yeah, I I reckon. Well, that would be your home. That's true. So you are home. I think I could do that. Uh, um, yeah, they. But yeah, there was a lot of. Do you think they were in love? I think there was no other option, and they were desperate for something. Touches. Yeah, just yeah. Uh, comfort. I don't bloody know. Um, Maybe because they kind of they kind of got the thing like the foe was kind of like the wife. Yeah. Ah, was no. he? Yeah, he kind of was yeah, actually because he, he cooked all the food. He cooked all the food. Yeah. That's, but this is the 19th century. Yeah, maybe, yeah, I know so what you mean, yeah. He cooked all the food. Yeah, maybe. And he poured the drinks and stuff. But then he was clearly like, going by the 19th century stuff again, he was clearly the dominant one in the house. Yes, he was. Oh, so, oh well, this is, there, there you go. This is a, ah, oh, I don't know. It's confusing. Maybe they were just confused and they couldn't express themselves. Yeah. Plus, he was supposed to be the boss, but... He was clearly making some shit up, you know? Yeah, because he already, he already, his other assistant had already died. Yeah. Who was Which... found, his head was found in the lobster pot. Uh, yeah. Like... So the job's like uh... stressful enough because everything has to work all the time. Uh, You know, there's a logbook keeping an eye on you, keeping an eye on everything you do that your boss is keeping on you. Uh, without yeah. all the crazy shit happening on top of it. And yeah. then you find out he's just bullshit a dude. Yeah. Who probably wants pa- to shag you. Yeah. And Patterson, he wasn't he wasn't really a qualified lighthouse keeper, was he? He was a lumberjack. Yeah. And he's he was okay. on the run. Yeah, because he was on the run because there was an accident and a guy died and it could have been his fault. So he had to scarper, didn't he? That was his deal. Yeah. So, so what we're we giving it for tension and suspense? I think we've forgotten what we're doing. Yeah, I know. It's, it's a difficult one because it doesn't really. It kind of builds up to something, but it kind of doesn't. If you see what I mean, just kind of self-contained on this tiny little island. So, is there tension and suspense, but no payoff? Not a massive payoff. But there definitely is. I would say there is tension and suspense. Because you've got the storm and it batters down the hut and oh, they're flooded and what's in the what's in the fucking lighthouse? You can't go in there. Oh, I'm naked. I'm masturbating into the light. What's in the light? Is it a monster? I don't know. It's kind of a Pulp Fiction this... briefcase moment with the lighthouse, isn't it? Yeah, because they don't know. We don't know. Nobody knows. It's a glowing light. It's just a light. Everyone's just off their tits on fucking turpentine and honey. Turpentine and honey and shit. Um, let's give it one. Yeah. Okay. I think. Right. Might as well. What's next? Gore and visual effects. Well, I think the film looks incredible. Great. Got some amazing shots. Tracking shots of Winslow in the rain being chased by a wake were awesome. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. The light is incredible. The use of shadows in the black and white film is awesome. The feel of the film is very good. Yep. Sexual. It has its own texture that just fits perfectly. <laughs> the uh, aspect ratio for the film is basically a square. This, yeah, old uh, school. That's yeah. that's how you. That's how it. That's how that was. That was a, a touch of genius. I think that one. 
Yeah, well, that choice was made to uh, give a feel of an older film, uh, but also to apparently make the feel, uh, make the viewer feel confined as the main characters are as well. I like that. I really did like that, and I bet there was a lot of people who were watching it trying to adjust the the telly ratio, going, "What this ain't this ain't fit." Yeah, this ain't fitting in. This ain't, what's going on here? <laughs> I thought that was fuck. I thought that was fucking brilliant. Well, the film that the film was shot on was a, like a specific type of film uh, that requires exposure to a lot of light, about fifteen to twenty times the normal amount. So they had these uh, period lamps from the eighteen nineties with like five hundred watt bulbs in, and were just being blinded while filming to achieve the look of the film. People were reported to be wearing sunglasses on night shoots. <laughs> uh, yeah. And the bad water that comes out uh, when the seagull is in the cistern is actual Hershey's chocolate syrup, which, in my opinion, will be worse than the water depicted in the film because I've eaten Hershey's I was... chocolate. <laughs> Yo, I was literally just about to say the same thing. If you asked I'd... me to eat a Hershey's chocolate syrup or actual stagnant water with a dead seagull in it i'd i'd be tempted by the seagull water i'd i'd go to the seagull water yeah because nobody hershey's fucking shit i don't what these americans are playing at it's terrible chocolate well apparently there's an acid in like hershey's chocolate that is meant to be there it's like an ingredient you have acid in all types of food but this is a specific one that you also find in bile (laughs) Oh, That's why it's... when you're not used to it, we got like dairy milk over here, proper chocolate. You go over to the yeah, US man. and you eat Hershey's and you're like, oh, it feels, it tastes a bit like sick. Yeah, yeah, there's an aftertaste. Yeah, it's horrible. Anyway, go on, visual effects were all good, I thought, so I'd give it one all day long. Yeah, give it one. That's Sweet. two. What be next, me hearty? I think it's performance. Yeah, we've already said both of them were amazing. Uh, Defoe did the long monologues, where he cursed Winslow after he dissed his cooking in one take without blinking, which was weird. For two minutes. Yeah. Was it two minutes? Two minutes. Yeah, it was two minutes he didn't blink for. Wow. All right, and I could do that. Yeah, go on then. We'll just stay here. Yep. Well, we're, we're going to have to talk. Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, okay. Uh... No, I blinked. Fuck. <sighs> Pattinson did some messed up routines to get into character. Did you hear about them? A couple of them, yeah. A couple of them, yeah. Hit himself in the head. Oh, we'll drink the leaking rainwater. Probably because it was better than the Hershey's chocolate bar I'd been given. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he'd stick his fingers down his throat to make himself gag. And I thought Pattinson did a really good impression of someone wanting to escape. Kind of like in the uh, Stephen King short story shed wank redemption oh, wow thank you thank that's you that's blasphemy <laughs> no hey, don't Pattinson no, wanked in the no. shed he wanked in the shed shed wank redemption Pattinson wanked in his film in a shed and he was trapped uh... on an island wanting to escape right Maybe if I listen to this podcast at some point, maybe that'll land with me. But at the minute, I'm annoyed <laughs> taking the Lord's name in vain. <laughs> Shed wank redemption. I, I did not take his name in vain. I just made a pun out of one of his stories. <laughs> and I'll stand by it. If you want to kill me, 
at least put me out into the ocean rather than looking at my rotting courts for weeks. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you've got to give it one for performance, right? Yeah, it was cracking. Yeah. Cracking Three. off in the shed. <laughs> What's next? Uh, the musical score and sound effects. Uh, it was an incredible score. Original ideas, not just the standard calling it in crap you sometimes get. Uh, Eggers wanted a score, old Eggers, uh, with nods to ancient Greek mythology, which this film is packed with. Uh, he he decided to sack off the old school strings, go for some horns and pipes. Why not? And of course, the genius foghorn. There. I say, I say, I say. Can't... What? Foghorn Leghorn. He always repeated himself, didn't he? I don't know what you're talking about. But we'll, okay, that's fine. We'll call it even with the short wank, shed, shed wank, whatever you think. <laughs> Push on. <laughs> uh, the horn was a recording of a foghorn in Wales, and they also used a Scottish craftsman to help nail down the period accurate sound further. Uh, the I think they used the, the foghorn in Wales because it was one that's still in existence would be close to what was around at the time yeah uh fart news now jimmy <laughs> wait uh, farted a lot and those sound farts. samples did not come from a sound library the sound designer said he would take the secret of the farts origins to his grave yeah so this is weird because the first time that I watched the film, I honestly don't think I remember hearing farts. <laughs> okay. And then the second time, all I heard was farts. Okay. He was just dropping them like they were hot all the time. All the time. It's just a fart. <laughs> I reckon it was Willem Dafoe. Yeah, of course. He doesn't need a stunt double. He was just <laughs> dropping his own. Fart double. <laughs> yeah, fart double. He's doing it. He's a professional actor. He was in fucking platoon. <laughs> he could drop his own farts if he oh, wanted yeah. to. Platoon was full of them. You just couldn't hear him he over was... all the bombs and guns. Yeah, exactly. He was like, take this. Fuck it. You think you're yeah. going to be Batman here? Yeah. Smell my fart. I bet I'm he had like goblin, uh, one of those uh, things you, uh, you, you stoke your fire with. What are they called? I don't know. A blowy, stoking fire thing? Yeah. Anyway, shove Blow. it your ass before a take. Put a few blows of that up there. Locked and loaded, aren't you? Ready to go. You've got one in the barrel at all times. <laughs> <laughs> do you think they were real farts, though? Or do you think the, the sound man's being a bit coy and he's like trying to make everyone think that they're real farts? So he actually just did it on a no, you did, sound yeah. I, we If we had a film where someone farted a lot, and we had the equipment. Mobile re- recorder. Keep that in your pocket anytime you need to fart. Whack that red button down and fart into this for me. And what a sound library of farts. And Defoe was like, don't <laughs> give that to the fart double. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to a wedding tomorrow. <laughs> the morning after, <laughs> I have your sound library full. <laughs> in fact, my mate is having two weddings. <laughs> Because that's how he rolls. So <laughs> I have loads for it. <laughs> what are we giving it then? Uh, I think we've got to give it one, haven't we? 
Yeah, all right. Why not? Just for the farts. Four out of farts four. are funny. Farts are always funny. So, yeah. If your film's going to do badly, if you look at your film when it's finished in post, and it, you can tell it's not a good film, add some farts. Turn it into a comedy. Yeah. Well, I think I heard him. I think Eggers said actually because he did the witch, that was quite a very serious. And along the same kind of lines as this that he did before, and then he did this, and then added the farts because he wanted to have a little bit, of, a little bit of fun in there. Because yeah. it is quite dark and it is quite, it's quite a tough watch. I think he was trying to make an artsy grown-up teen comedy because <laughs> it's yeah. original cut yeah. apparently was full of. Penises, lighthouse penises, full frontal nudity, and it's got farts in it. They're literally making their own alcohol. Someone's wanking in a shed. That says American Pie. You know, he was he was doing a mashup. <laughs> yeah, mermaid. Yeah, classic. With a shagging a mermaid. Mermaid's funny. I don't know if we can. I don't know if I want to see that again. No. Apparently, based on a shark's vagina. Oh, well, there. It's good to be accurate. So it's getting one for oh well, sound effects or something. Yeah. And uh, that's four out of four. four out, what's the last four one? Out of four. It's uh, overall experience and that. Uh, is it a four out of five, four and a half out of five, or a five out of five? Or you could take one away and it would be a three out of five. I could take one away in it as well. It'd be two out of five. That's how the system works somehow. Wow, are you alright there? <laughs> oh, I just suddenly realised how mental this is. <laughs> it is, it's a very good film, I think. It's a very good film. There's a lot of questions that kind of don't get answered and it's kind of, um, I think, up to the audience to put things together, which is nice. Like, there's... Obviously, with the bit with Patterson uh, getting uh, tormented by the seagull with one eye. Yeah. I think it's I don't think you spell seagull good... with any eyes. Huh? I don't think you spell seagull wow. with any eyes. That's, that's a poor gag. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> but I like, the, I like it with the seagull who's got one eye. But, and then you see that the foe's assistant when his head comes out of the lobster pot, he only has one eye. Mm-hmm. And it's the same eye of the seagull. And obviously seagulls are supposed to uh, be the souls of uh, dead sailors. Yeah. So this could have been the soul of uh, Defoe's old assistant. And then Patson obviously fucking, he's trying, he kills the seagull, doesn't he, in the end? And right at the end, there's that beautiful bit of the seagull with one eye pecking Patterson's eye out. Yes. Which is lovely. I like that. I like that. But then I like to think that the whole thing was done, the whole that the, their whole confusion and, and madness has arisen because they've been drinking fucking the gas and honey shit. Yeah. Turpentine. As well. Honey. Turpentine and and honey, and then maybe they weren't there for that long. Maybe they were only there for a couple of weeks. So there's a lot of questions that you can ask about the film. Yeah, and I think that's what 
Eggers has said that he wants he wants to, it to be confusing and he wants to be, the audience to be confused and kind of, I don't know, make up your own kind of interpretations maybe of how it, how it goes. So I quite like that. I quite like that. Yeah, but we still need to get, choose its score. Four well, yeah, of course we do. I'd give it, I'd give it, I enjoyed it. And there's that whole Greek side of it as well. The foe is supposed to represent uh, Proteus and um, Patterson's supposed to be Prometheus. Yeah. Greek gods and there's this Greek thing going on, which I think is quite cool. So that's another layer to it. Yeah, I mean, we've we've skipped uh, that whole layer, basically. <laughs> yeah, just... basically, because that's <laughs> not really... That we're, not... More, we're more willy fart kind of people. Yeah, we... we, we... Hit where, uh, hit where our yeah. our listeners want to li- hear about. Uh, well, that's what we want to hear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So we're giving it four and a half out of five. I'd give it half. Yeah, I'd give it four and a half out of five. I think. I think it's probably one of uh, out of all the films that we've done. I think it's probably one that we could probably have gotten a little bit more into. And um, I know we've had five and a half months to do it. But come on, <laughs> we've been busy. That's not the madhouse way. With stag do's, weddings, yeah. holidays, erections, downstairs toilets, all that stuff. Takes time. Yeah, just go. You you watched it. Make your own minds up, and it's time to own rating for our uh, next film choice. Usually, the IMDb challenge. Yeah, what at you? Tell our listener the news. So, what news? That we're doing a Halloween special? Yeah, and the rest. Okay, so we're at last. Oh my goodness, oh my goodness. We're actually going to actually do a Halloween special. So we're just going to pick a film. And I think it's a pretty good film. Everyone's going to like it. Anthology. We all love the little pumpkin kid. Can I guess? It's going to be fun. Yeah, you can guess if you want. Trick or treat? It is trick or no, treat, that's yes. one for the Joey. Yeah, 2007. It's going to be good. That's one overall for the Joey, by the way, as well, I think. That's one for you. There we go. Excellent. So when are we, when are we going to try and drop the Halloween special? Close to Halloween, I guess, towards the end of the month. Nice. Sexy. Yeah. yeah. Um, And after that Halloween special... Because obviously that's more than two weeks away. I know. It's not actually. I don't know. Um, but yeah, It's back two weeks, two weeks in a bit. After that, we're going to reformat and relaunch. Yeah! And it's going to be seasoned series. Sorry, we're English. We're going to be doing series. And it's going to be themed series, isn't it, Jimmy? Yes, we're going to theme it up. Big style. It's going to be fun. Uh, and in what way are we going to theme it up, Jimmy? <laughs> Oh, what were we going to theme it up? Yeah. You want me to explain? Yeah. Okay, so, oh, so we're going to series it up. We're going to theme it up. So we're going to pick a theme just off the top of your heads, just something random, like, I don't know, obscure haunted house films. And then we're going to pick two each. And we're going to bang them out. And then we're going to release it as a series. So you can just listen to it straight up. So we're coming in bang, series bang. of four episodes with a theme. 
And we don't know the details of how often a series will be coming out soon, but we'll figure that out later because we are uh, we'll smash them out. one to do. Just blag it. And, yeah! Uh, right. So that wasn't really a, an IMDb challenge that we usually do. That was more of an announcement. No, well, I'm the king anyway, so... Um, you're the king? Oh, well, we're going to carry that on. And eventually, <laughs> one day, I'm going to catch up to the IMDb challenge. I'm just, uh, I'm letting you get a head start, like a, you know, three year, is it three year head start? You know we've done like 50 episodes. Yeah, like it's, it's just a handicap. I mean, you've got a handicap, basically, so I'm helping and giving you, like in golf, you've got yeah. a few episodes of head start. I'll, I'll start trying at some point. And uh, as for the madhouse, we'll live on after this. <laughs> yeah. This episode's finally out, five and a half months in the making. We'll try and get the Halloween special on out out sooner than that because it's kind of uh well it's on a time scale isn't it that's gotta be out for halloween and uh basically yeah after that we'll be back <laughs> for seasons and now i have a band plug second to last band plug because that will not be in the new season format but it will be in the next episode and i'll be the last one so our second to last band jimmy this is left out black 28 days later days later by left hand black check them out on all the socials as for us don't forget to subscribe to the madhouse podcast give us that sexy five star review follow us on facebook and instagram and please send us a picture of your sticky wiki to mermaid me do it at shedwank.com jimmy and myself will see you in uh, well however much time it takes for our halloween special on trick or treat When the clouds arrive, we'll live on. Ocean Drive. 
Don't know why. You're so blue. The sun is gonna shine on everything you do. The sky's gonna take a shit on them. You're so blue. The sun's gonna shine on everything you do. It's the lighthouse family. Get it? I recorded all those bits in the episode. It's supposed to be funny. Happy 50th episode, everybody.